These tools are for you to use. Hello, I'm Dave Marr. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My guest this week is Kurt Chang. Kurt Chang, former artistic director and active ensemble member of the Neo-Futurists, the, one of the teachers of the Neo-Futurist class I took that really provided a bridge from one phase of my work to kind of the current face that I'm working in. And just a great guy, a guy willing to to go out on weird limbs. And I'm excited. He really like took the questions in stride and took them to weirder places than I've had anyone take these questions. And I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. I also want to mention that if you're listening to this as it comes out next month in June, Kurt begins a crowdfunding campaign with support from the Three Arts Foundation for his premiere short film, Chicka DDD. So pay attention to that crowdfunding campaign and keep a lookout. You can follow Kurt at the links in the show notes, as well as me. You can also subscribe to my Patreon. You can join Kurt. Kurt is one of the four Pigeon Level subscribers at the moment, who I shout out every episode. He's the first one to make that jump to guest. It's him. Fred Fidewa, Katie Llewellyn, and Susie Carroll. And you can join that crew, or you can join at a, at a lower level. You can join for $3 a month and get extended episodes. The, the extended episode with Kurt is a much extended episode. You'll get a lot more survivor talk in that episode. Also, sign up for my newsletter, Hella Immaculate. This is the fans' fans' newsletter if you want to continue the conversations, you know, be in conversation with me about the kinds of stuff we're talking about on these episodes, that's where to do it. I'm sending out thoughts. I'm getting emails back. I'm replying to emails. I love sending out that newsletter every week. It's going out every Friday. So sign up for that. That's all I've got for now. So please enjoy this episode of This Is Your Afterlife with Kurt Chang. I grab your whip and take it back to Chi-Town. When I'm in Chi-Town, I treat it like it's... What do you hope happens when you die? Hey, you're talking about... You're talking about my experience. What do I hope happens when I die? Well, you're about to talk about whatever you want to talk about in response to that question. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but, oh, I, yeah. Um, well, all the, so the first thing you ask the question, the first things that pop into my head are all the colors in the, the, in the, in the images that I've seen and that I've been taught my entire life through every fiction, fictional narratives of like, the film variety and the ones that I've been told by other people or that I've like overheard by other people. So So what are those images? Is that like Judeo Christian stuff? Is it, is it Christian heaven stuff? Is it abstract? Kind of Christian heaven stuff. I think it's just like, it's just like, like, like the white, like white light encompassing Patrick Swayze walking into the, into the, into the tube. Sure. You know? 
yeah of white light from ghost which is crazy because right now your your screen like just flooded with white light behind you (laughs) like you're like yeah so pretty pretty nice effect there Yeah. yeah okay so that image I mean, I think I'd want, I hope that I, in a way, I think that does happen. I hope, and I hope I experience it. Um, Like, I hope that I get the, the, I hope I get to see like a blinding white light, just like take over every degree of me. Like, that'd be cool. Um, And I think I, but I also believe like physiologically that does happen, you know, Um, a sense of euphoria that the body like just like lunges into, you know, while it's like shutting down. Right. Um, and I hope that's a positive experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I hope it's fun. I hope it feels good. Uh, and I hope it's like, and I hope it's not, I hope it's not, it's the opposite of like a dark, grungy like you know like which is kind of what people see on the outside like when you see people taking last breaths it looks really labored yeah and and yeah yeah totally yeah but i hadn't thought about the fact that like oh yeah regardless of even if it doesn't imply something after it flooding white light yeah is probably some sort of guarantee uh yeah 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 and i don't think i have to associate i definitely don't believe in a heaven and i i don't think i have but i don't i don't associate that with that at all yeah um only in the way that you know uh like that's what comes after when i'm thinking in like a narrative in narrative structures is like after the white light then like you approach the pearly gates and Okay. All the billion different like pearly gates that there are. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it'd be cool to like run into, like come across something that, that is a threshold. Literally okay. like that. That actually might be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If not pearly uh, gates, then what sort of threshold do you imagine? Oh, it could be so many things. Um, it could be, I mean, I, I do like a gate and a fence, like a fence and a gate. Mm-hmm. What if it was a, f- if it was a fence that was just like, kind of like, not even like keep out. It was just like, this defines a barrier, you know, like a waist high be- sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like front yard kind of, kind of gate. And then do you meet someone or you're just kind of wandering no. around? No, oh. I wouldn't want to talk to anyone. I hope I don't have to talk to anyone for a while. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. That I that's I get that. Yeah. Cuz you assume yeah. that you will know. You'll be like, "Oh shit. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm dead for sure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, would I assume that uh I would hope I would hope I'd be cognizant. Yeah. If I if I have to if I am am transported to another reality, I hope I understand that that's like, that's like me in the afterlife, that this is the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you're kind what? of implying, I mean, you're kind of implying like, you know, like 
in a reincarnation way, you could come back as as a, as an animal, but have no or as anything, and not have any idea of your past life until later. Well, or there's that whole thing of like, if we're talking about mediated images, there's that whole thing of people showing up in heaven and being like what's happening and people having to be like you're dead dude as if they would just like go from being in a hospital to being in a field like <laughs> how do you you don't think that's weird man like you like what's what's fucking like you didn't drink you didn't like drop acid like between then and now yeah. so what how do you not know that something's up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah exactly okay yeah. so you're left alone for a while and then and then what happens uh well let me go let's keep going with with the threshold with like the great, really great. pedestrian gate that i've that i've yeah. designed here i think i'd want to like walk you know oh i can't go through there I could easily jump over, but let's just follow it. Let's just take a walk to like the side. Let's just follow the fence for a while, you know? And then mm-hmm. I walk for a while. Um, uh, I hope I like continue to be curious in a way that I would, you know, normally be as myself, you know, when I'm on a walk, uh, like, Oh, maybe there's an, what happens if I follow this fence and then I follow the fence. Um, and then, uh, uh, I would hope that I hope there'd be clues. I want to come across like a clue. Okay. Okay. I like some this. kind of like some kind of, some kind of object. And maybe it's like something from my past or from the world that like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, that I know, I know to like pick it up that it's meaning that it's meaningful mm, okay. uh, and that I need it. And, and that I need it for some reason um, for wherever it is, you know, for this place that is the afterlife. Yeah. And then I hope, <laughs> and what would the object be? Maybe like a, uh, hmm, something, sim- something, something, something simple, like a tool. Oh yeah. That's good. Okay. So it's not yeah. like a rosebud situation. Like this is the key to the meaning of your life or something. No, no. It, like a key. Oh, a key would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like a, what about a bowling ball? Sure. Like key, bowling like ball. A... Same difference. <laughs> Let's make it a bowling ball. Okay. You know, and then I pick up the bowling ball. Um, and then I keep on like walking with the bowling ball and it's like kind of heavy, right? It's like still kind of, it's like a heavy thing to have to carry for a while, but I know that it's like the only object that's like out here aside from this fence that I'm following for a while. So it must like have something to do with something. Um, so what I'm saying in short, I don't know if I have to, if if I will continue going on this. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I think I'd want to go on. A, I hope a journey comes out of it. I hope a like a, 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 a very, like a very, a, a, a solitary journey at first. Um, uh, uh, that it's like, that it's, that it's like beautiful in a beautiful place. And that it's like kind of, kind of strange and colorful. 
So okay, let's do a let's do a flip side then, um, which is sort of an afterlife question, sort of not, but paint your hell, just like a hell custom designed to torture you. Yeah. Um, I think. What would, oh man, what would it be? I would want it to, no, I don't want it. (laughs) I think it would be. (laughs) Um, I think, like, I can take a lot of blood. I can take a lot of blood. I wouldn't mind. Things that pop up, again, like I have to address like the things that pop up immediately. Okay. Okay. Which is like, like the, these classic, these like torture, like literal bodily torture that, that lasts forever. Right. You know, and that's a pretty like common, uh, painted hell, you know? Yeah. Um, like, but if that, if that happened, I think I'd actually be, I think I'd actually be okay with it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, like the uh, also, I just like it's hard to like believe in that too, right? Um, and so, but if I have to believe it, then I can also believe that I'd be like, I'd be okay and like find some peace with like a vulture eating out my insides, you know, yeah, yeah. for all of eternity, you know, maybe get to know um, the vulture, you guys have conversations have conversations yeah but also just accept the fact you know accept the reality that my my bowels are being disengaged from my body it becomes a meditation of sorts absolutely yeah same thing with getting blood drawn same thing with getting blood drawn i was really scared when i was a kid and then i got enough that like i figured out a way to just like chill with it Mm. chill with it or like meditate through it or be present with it yeah yeah be present with it um so like for the, for me, if, if the idea is, to, if the idea is to punish me for, a, <laughs> if is hell punishment is hell punishment. Um, I, I mean, I guess if I, I think of it as like maximum existential unpleasantness, um, you know, yeah. and unpleasantness is a very like tame word, like, Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I think for if I had to say a, a yes or no to is it punishment, I would say yes. But well, I'm not thinking as much about what is punishment implies some sort of cause, right? Like it's, uh-huh. you know, the punishment fit the crime. I'm not worried about the quote crime. I'm worried about what it feels terrible to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think another, well, a different form of like, I mean, close, like isolation, isolation. Yeah. Like a closed in room, like a closed in room. Um, I mean, kind of like, like buried alive feeling, Mm. um, but in like a container, and not exactly a cas a casket, although that would be like that'd be horrible. That'd be horrible to anyone. But I think 
I think like a, like a captivated being like cap captive being captive and and not having not having access to 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 other to other things i think they i think like the hell would just be a plain just a plain white box although i kind of like i kind of like neutral spaces too yeah have you i don't know if you're on twitter but there's that like liminal spaces twitter account that's like so Oh really? Eerie and calming and meditative. And it's just got like, yeah. you know, staircases in parking garages or yeah. like empty hallways that you just see in a different light because of the framing of the account and everything. Yeah. 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 But it sounds like you're maybe describing a lack of stimulation. Lack of stimulation. Uh, the, I, well, you know, back to, back to like, which one there's, I think there is some kind of, there is some kind of parable around not being able to reach the thing, you know, like the Mm. beautiful fruit feast that's just out of reach, right? you know, forever. Um, that would bug me. Yeah. That would, (laughs) that'd be unpleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about, Oh, this uh, hell is really bugging me. Yeah, but I think again conceptually conceptually that'd be that that's my that's the one is is a is a is a forced isolation a deprivation uh really of of any kind. Mhm. You know. So like the last year. The last this last year? Yeah. It, uh well what do you let me ask you why why do you say that in what in what way? Well, I say it uh, I mean, now you're pressing me on the true emotional vulnerability of the question when really it was an attempt at a quick punchline. Um, but, you know, just the just the the removal of – well, that's the problem. It's not the removal of all stimulation. It's the removal of a lot of contact, a lot of connection. Um, but it's not like a – I mean – you know, for me, yeah. I had hope here and that's like great, you know, or like the cat or something or even just books. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is obviously very different than what you're describing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it'd be, it'd be like this year. Was there isolation this year? Of course there was, of course there was isolation this year. There's a, t- there's a ton of it, you know, at the same time, it was also just like, it was like, there's so much to pay. There's so much to pay attention to. Um, right. Right. Uh, right. Or, or like not even, that's not even the bad thing. The thing that was just the thing that was really, that was torturous. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Was a was a sense. It did feel like on hold, like it, things felt like on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and at times it felt like, being on hold and a runaway train, you know, was on the other side of something that we couldn't get past and was just like obliterating everything that we loved that was on that side. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Kind of. Um, uh, but 
Yeah. So my answer to your question is yes, kind kind of like this in, this entire year. But I think more. I'm thinking more like so much more like per- personal and like and actually like also solitary. You know, yeah. I'm realizing I just described like my heaven, my heaven as like <laughs> I'm just fucking alone. <laughs> And then I'd say, it's like, what's your hell? It's like, I'm alone. (laughs) It it sounds like it's really the square footage of the space that makes the difference between. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. So wait, what does that, what does that translate to? That scans, that scans. I'm a, I got like horse legs, you know, it's like the horse, the archer. It's like open spaces. It's like some, some like images of hunting and, you know, Mm. and needing to just like, go, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, And that applies to the like square footage. Yeah. But also like solid Sagittarius, like go it alone. It's kind of, um, and have like, have like a fierce sense of independence too, at the same time. So what about, this idea of reliving one memory where you have to choose if in heaven, let's say there is, which you're also one of the few people who've seen the feed wolf ice cream show. So, you know, that bit in the show, the relive one memory bit, I think, I think you you have to remind me what, what was your specific story again? Well, mine wasn't a story. Mine was like acting out the, um, the the eating the sandwich in the car while the rap music is playing and then i bring up someone on stage to tell the one memory they would choose to relive in the afterlife and then we as the audience like act it out got Um, it okay i don't know if i saw that version okay okay it's yeah it definitely evolved but so for you okay the whole idea is like there are not a lot of implications. It's not that your memory, your other memories are erased. It's not that you're stuck in this memory. It's just that you get this one to fully bodily drop back into and access whenever you want. If that were a part of the afterlife, what one memory would you choose? The sensation of eating chicken. Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) Like, and and I, I think I literally mean that's the, it, this is not like a, an intellectual memory at yeah. all. Yeah. It's, it's the sensation of eating the best chicken in the world. Have you, so it, okay. So it's not all chicken. What? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not, it has to, it's a specific quality of chicken. It's not that just chicken itself is what is compelling. Yeah. Like, well, there's in, in my hometown, uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, there's this, there's this great place. Uh, and I think about it every single day and like, and it's called El Pollo Rico. Uh, and it's like a Peruvian, it's a Peruvian like rotisserie chicken place and very like unfussy. And it's what makes it Peruvian. It's incredible. What makes a Peruvian? Like, what's the Peruvian um, style of chicken? I think it's the spice. It's the spices. Um, it's like it's like on a it's on a rotis like a big ass rotisserie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I think like kind of like the way that it's presented, just like a kind of garlicky 
mayo kind of thing and the the green the green salsa a specific mm-hmm. kind which i can't remember what it's called right now um but it's amazing uh but yeah and i i should look into exactly what spices are on it but it's like fucking amazing and then like so but it's not like a memory of going there like sure. it's not a memory of going there although that'd be kind of cool i don't know if like if <laughs> If the afterlife has like a memory, like a relive this thing station, mm-hmm. then like I just go. It's just like and then I go to Puerto Rico, <laughs> eat the best chicken. It's a Puerto Rico shaped memory, yeah, station. But I'm also just interested in like if there's a in the afterlife, if there's a way of like reliving, if reliving isn't is is stripped down to some essence that I can't even describe uh, mm. but it doesn't have like imagery it doesn't have like context of 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 past memories that i have up to the point of uh being at el Pollo rico at whatever yeah point, you know yeah if like memory if memory can be encapsulated by like a pure like uh anatomical instinct level um which is and it's just sensation you know and like i don't even have a body like yeah, when I go yeah, into yeah. The memory station. It's just this like crink, and maybe I don't even bite into the chicken at all. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I don't have teeth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's something. I guess in the afterlife, I would want to have a body, but then if I go to this place where I get to revisit like my life or like something about, I just don't think that this chicken is gonna is gonna exist in the afterlife in a way anywhere near as good, good as it was of the feeling back on earth, you know? But it's really interesting that you would describe this, this you're talking about a sensation where you don't even need a body, but it is yeah. a sensory experience, which necessitates yeah. a body. So, so <laughs> like, how does that work exactly? Like, and because that to me begs the question, well, if this is just a, I don't know, is it psychological? Is it emotional phenomenon? Is it a taste bud phenomenon? But whatever it is, if it's just the experience, the the sensation, then could you, without a body, couldn't you also, there must be other stimuli that create that sensation. Yeah. Yeah, but so how would you but, know if someone's like, okay, here's the sensation, and then at the end they tricked you? They're like, actually, you were having sex, and you're like, no, like I thought I was eating chicken, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, but I think like I'd want some. Uh, that's. I'm actually curious about. I don't think I've had. Ch- I want to try this chicken in this way, which I think would only is only possible in the afterlife. Okay. Okay. Where, but you get a hint of it here, you know, and, but that's not, it's also filled up with everything else, including your bodily sensation, but there's the other piece. And this has to do, I think this is a faith thing. Um, I have some faith that there's something sublime in this, in this chicken in, in what this like what these combinations of like the meat and the the spices and the love put in from like the chefs if you know and the people mm-hmm. cooking it 
um, that like there's some like chemistry is put together from all of that. And this is just like anything like an artist talking about like the thing, you know, it's like the thing uh, that you can't really like that you only get not through like A to B, but through like a combination of many like points to points to points. And then the thing happens, you know, um, and that's beyond just like the sensation of like it on your tongue and like your taste buds. And I want to like, I want to have direct access to that and know what that is. And may, maybe even, I don't know, maybe even like ex, it, experience in a way that it, that is beyond the body directly, you know? Yeah. So you're saying, I mean, it, you're really talking about like a religious or like transcendent experience that. Yes. But in regards to chicken. Well, yeah, chicken. for sure. But you're like, <laughs> but what you're saying is that like, okay, sure. The sensation of eating chicken requires a body. And I'm talking about something that doesn't have a body, but that's not even a, a friction that I'm interested in resolving. I'm interested in the mystery of the contradiction of those things the contradiction the contradiction of which things the con- well the contradiction of needing a body to have this experience but wanting the experience without a body you're like no 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 i'm not trying to figure out what that would mean i just want this thing yeah. that transcends even that binary that just still somehow exists yeah, yeah. I have a fa- again. I have a faith that there's something that there's something else in the in the act of 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 sitting down of this of the chicken, but like sitting down to any in in like meal preparation and like in like eating and like and all the magic that comes out of those kind of, those kind of things. That there's something there's something like faith in this very like bodily like act that I want to experience directly, like face to face without a face. <laughs> I think you're right. I, and, and I think yeah. like, I'm not enough of a philosophy guy to know, but I'm, this feels right that I'm like almost positive that, someone there must be like i don't even know if phenomenology is the right word but it feels like the right word a phenomenology yeah. of the experience you're describing that like i think this could be to some people a proof that god exists that you're even yeah. able to conceive of this <laughs> like we're joking about the fact that it's chicken but it is literally that entry point that make people go and therefore like this implies the existence of some higher power because, because I believe that this experience could exist. Therefore experiences like this could exist in all sorts of categories. Therefore there must be a source of these experiences. And that is the higher power is the source. I'm sure there's some like philosopher (laughs) who's already like thought through this chicken stuff, but, uh, (laughs) I, you just kind of, you blew my mind a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's just, it's like, um, it is, it is, it, I, it's related to my experience of like my understanding and where I can, I can get behind faith. You know, I'm not, 
I'm not practicing religious at all, but like I get, I, I, I think, I think the, the activity and the tool of faith can be really uh, uh, useful, you know, and is also like, is, is absolutely real. Um, but utterly impossible to point at, you know, in any, in any concrete way. This, but, I wish that El Pollo Rico knew that you were taught, <laughs> like, this is the best actual commercial for El Pollo Rico to be like, to be like, El Pollo Rico, this chicken will make you believe in God. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we're not exaggerating. We're being fucking philosophically yeah. sound and serious about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's your coma? In the sense of, I mean, you know my story of going through a coma, waking up, uh, not necessarily waking up a different guy, but choosing to be a different guy after that. And I'm wondering what, is an experience like that for you big or small potentially very mundane where before you were one person and after you became someone different yeah um it's really easy for me to like fall into like i relate to i relate to so you're asking me like what's 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 my coma yeah um relative and the coma being like, because you have a coma, you know? Um, and I think maybe I, I get a sense that like, uh, uh, well that it's no, what my, my, my coma is like, it's, it's also, I relate, I relate to your coma because my coma, because it's, it's about health. It is about like a health scare. Mm -hmm. And then like, it's easy for me to jump into when, when I survived cancer in, in college, you know, like discovering that I had uh, lymphoma um, and that like something had to be, something had to, something had to, I had to like adjust, you know, Um, or that like everything felt like it, like, rushed up like my life was just in danger i guess um although it didn't feel like my life was in danger you know to me um and how'd you know that you like what even got you to the point where you got that diagnosis uh i had a i was like trying to breathe i was trying to breathe just one day and i just found like it it like got difficult to like when I breathed, it felt like something was like obstructing something was mm. obstructing my breath. Um, and then, uh, and then like I went to the doctor, he's like, it's probably nothing, but let's do an x-ray. And then it was something. So that was really, you know, that was really, that was really jarring as far as like everything's supposed to be normal and everything's supposed to be just fine. And then it's, and then it's just not fine. Um, and then everything just like changes into like getting better, 
you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's a cat. My cat just <laughs> yeah, walked in. He's never, I always wondered if he would be doing that, but that's the first time. So he's, I guess he was not interested. He, he looked at my notes nice. and walked, walked away. So yeah, I'm a cat magnet. So they probably heard me. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I go, I go over there and I, I don't, I actually, I don't not mean to like equate or like talk too much about health stuff. Cause I, I actually have an aversion to like, or it's something I really don't like about, or I think that me and my family have to work on is like, anytime we're contacting each other, it's just about like what other health scare is happening. Like, mm, okay. <laughs> amongst okay. everyone in the, in the whole family. Um, so I answer this as a way, I answer your question this way as a way to attempt to finally get past this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> as being the answer, you know, but there's so many ways like that getting cancer and surviving cancer, like, um, sh- showed, show, showed like who I am to myself. Uh, and that, and that I'm content and there's ways that I like that I still think about it and thought about it then um, that I still like, I still feel like I have that I have yet to like really kind of hurdle over. Um, How so? Like relation relationship to relationship to like, to my, to my bot, to my body. Like, I think it's taken like a really, I've like, I've spent this entire podcast talking about sensation and like, and like uh, 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 and, and like a free and, a, and freedom, you know, like freedom from, from sensation. Freedom from sen- well, it depends on what you have. Depends on what the sensation is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even more, just like just like relax, relax, relaxing and accepting. Um, like cancer, cancer for me was just such a, like, it was just like bunk, like, like, okay, I can't do anything, you know? And there's like plenty and there's, there's work that there's work that a lot of cancer survivors do. I understand now that I haven't really done that much of, um, but it's about like reclaiming, reclaiming the agency to your, to yourself and your, and specifically your body, you know? Um, like I, I used to, I, I used to like, I used to swim almost every single day up to the point of getting cancer. And I don't think I've gone back to the pool since really to like take like laps anyway. Like I've jumped in and like in social ways, but yeah. So you're saying still the sense that like, if I go to the, if I like, if I try to exert myself, I'm going to die, you know? Oh, okay. Because you talked about having to take better care of your body. And I was like, oh, well, I would think that that would mean more swimming. But you're saying, no, what is the, like, was it, was it a, how life-threatening was the lymphoma? Was it like, there's a, like, this is heavy and hairy or was it like obviously yeah. this is scary, but we're fairly confident we can we can get this? That's a really good question. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. My answer to that is that like um, 
it's the ambit. What was so infuriating was the ambiguity behind that. You know, I don't think I, I'm sure I asked that at some point and that my family asked that at some point, but I don't think we ever got an answer that like was satisfying then. And I can't even say that there is an answer now, you know? Um, and does the body... stage? Oh yeah, go ahead. It was, well, it was like stage, what? Oh my God. I used to have this memorized stage two or three. Where was I? I was like the later stage, later stage of two. So like a step closer to three, but still in two. Uh, and I can't remember if that's A or B. Um, but, you know, I also like, and then I was non-Hodgkins. And I remember my oncologist saying that that's the, that's the one that she's a little more scared of. Mm. Um, but then went through the process <clears throat> and had like, uh, pretty much no trope, like it, everything really went according to plan, which was also kind of irritating. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> Cause you didn't even get the full experience of the, like, uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> cancer. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't even yeah, get to milk yeah, it totally. as much as you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like people would come up to me like right after this was in college, and they'd be like, "Kurt, are you going to die?" And then I couldn't even be like, "Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> like all I, I could, all I could say, like, "No, I'm not going to die." But like, I, <laughs> like I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But like, yeah, that like that's just as like that's the thing. It's like I'm going to be fine, and then I was. And that's, I've been trying to get into, I'm not even trying to take up a stance of like, what was I just, uh, 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 I, by no means was I ever going to enjoy like the attention I got from, you know, or any of the pity I may have gotten from being a cancer, someone with cancer. Right, that right, right, like, right. You know, like, I, I don't want to take, it's not points to me by any means. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, but no, I mean, what it was, the, the fact that everything went according to, according to plan and that the reactions of the doctors was always like, this is, it's like, wow, this worked. Like they were actually kind of surprised too. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is great. It, it's, it's going into remission. It's like totally working. I'm like, why are you so excited? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you so surprised that it's working? Like you thought, you know, and so that just like gets in your head. Like um, the fact that that confidence was out the window in all corners of the authority of the thing. Uh, that wasn't me. Cause I wasn't like, this thing is like affecting me, but like I had nothing to do. I felt like I had nothing to do with my own recovery. With like fighting you know? it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. With fighting it. And I never related. I didn't ever relate to like the idea that I was doing that I was fighting and surviving, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, um, and then even when the doctors again, like being surprised that it's like that the stuff that they're doing, they're, they're paid like a ton of money uh, <laughs> to like learn how to do the fact that they're like, Oh my God. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's actually working this time. I'm kind of like, well, who's, who the fuck's in charge? Like who's actually doing something? Right. You know? Right. Um, was the idea that you had like, I know this is a wrong way to think about it, but like done it somehow 
that like there was something that you need to change, like smoking or something where it's like, well, now you need to change this or, or change your diet or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think that's like where I'm, where I'm at now, you know, like in, in, in it, I'm finally getting, I think I'm finally getting to that point now um, that I can like, that I can, that I can, you know, run without, without like having a heart attack or like, or my lungs giving out for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that can, and that's taken to get over that hump has been like, I don't know, like I'm just like approaching it now. Um, So it basically changed the way in which you became different was a, it sounds like it instilled some fear and some more yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. And like in a way, in a way that's in a way that really took away, took away from uh, a lot of like my own agency of, of myself and my body for an extremely long time. You know, and I don't think, again, like I only really feel like, like out of the woods on that just like, just, just, just recently. Um, So I don't know if like, I, again, like I said, it's, it's hard to like stand by it as the thing, as, as the thing that like changed me. (laughs) Uh, Because it didn't in the moment or because it felt like a negative change or why? it didn't like it didn't it didn't take it did it didn't take away and it didn't it didn't feel like it pivoted it felt like such a hold it felt like such a like on hold you know mm-hmm. and also defining you know like i bring it up in this i bring it up in this in this context now uh that like i continue to revisit it in a way that like it's it's hard to not be a cancer survivor after this goes into some cliches and stuff, but um, also the fact that like you carry around you carry around that identity for such a, for such a long time, and it never feels personal to you or to anyone else, and you desperately want it to be, kind of, <laughs> although you don't want to equate with it either, right. So does so other than the like mental wrangling of all that and the sort of hesitation to exercise or strain yourself are there other ways that that like plays out that that fear or that resistance to that identity Yeah I think to that one I think it makes it you put, like I'll take on I'll take on a lot like I'll take on a ton like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine kind of stuff like to be like the show to be the showrunner of myself and everything around me <laughs> um, because in that situation pointing at that to like can't survive like surviving cancer you actually do become like the center it feels like so like this is taking up so much energy from everyone around me um and that 
and and to get into a into a to get into a place where I have to sort of detach myself to like keep everything like held held up. Um, that content that continues on. It, it's really it's also it's similar actually to to performing as a as a theater artist too, you know. And that's why uh, some of the some people that are like so shy or so like socially anxious, you know, which I think I fall into in that category as a younger person. Uh, we get into like these perform we these performing arts because you can cons- the the structure and the content the structure is there to operate in and like the script is there to operate in, um, and people are looking at you as an audience and you get to like run run the show you get to like run the pace uh, in a way that's like appealing and and like and like full. Um, uh, and I think it's very similar to being <laughs> the set, the center of like a health, a health, a bodily health crisis. So it's you're talking about like a resting of control <laughs> fr- from, yeah, from this experience. Yeah. And yeah. is the taking on the burden of all these things, is that a, is that staying the center of attention or is that like trying to, uphold everything from the center, but like shift attention away from you in some way. I think, no, I wouldn't say shifting away from, I think it's very much about shifting it towards me. Okay. But in a way, in a way that I feel like happy and comfortable and like, uh, and then I can, if I'm doing it right, not in a way that's just like, you know, dire, diary, diary performance (laughs) but that's like i can make something new i can make something new happen out of out of this you know out of this attention um with my with myself um wait explain that making something new happen out of this attention like if everyone's gonna if everyone's gonna look at me in this situation in a theater as opposed to everyone looking at me in a as I'm on like a, 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 a hospital bed mm-hmm. or even, you know, if the attention goes to me at a party <laughs> in a social gathering, like I, I've worked on this moment, you know, ahead of time, if not for like months ahead of time or a year ahead of time. And I can like, I can, I can make the moment like snap and pop. Uh, and as a career, as a theater artist continuing, like, you know, that's a way of like, of existing. That's like, that that's going to work and that's going to be interesting and that's going to be fun. And so again, this just has to do with like, I think how, how trauma and how like bad experiences or good experiences, but also like heavy experiences, how the, how that like gets into how that makes us performers, theater artists, whatever kind of artists. Right. That's how it like lines up. I'm not sure if you're describing this exactly, but the thing that I'm relating it to is definitely going through a period of getting a lot of attention and, unrealistically expecting that to be the norm 
for the rest of life to be like, okay, well, so this is about me now, right? Like this was, everyone was, I, all eyes were on me. So let's keep it that way. Is that at all what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Um, uh, but also mine, I felt like was more, my experience of that was, was, was more inside, inside my head. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 certainly not as as public as you like public facing as yours. Was, sure, you but know? I mean a lot of it was inside my head as well. So it, the mental yeah, experiences, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and keeping it that way, I don't know if it's about keeping it that way or just like using the materials to make something else, like using the the materials of of that like anxiety and and expectation of the kind of person that, that you are, uh, uh, when you're like detached from your body and, but everyone is like staring at your body metaphorically and literally, Mm -hmm. um, that like that feeling can be translated to and should be for me, I think, or I try to can be translated into creating, creating art and specifically, uh, performance. Right. Because so what if this, people were still looking yeah. at me, but either I'm not me, which I don't think applies to your work that much, but like maybe I am still me, but mm-hmm. in a different situation, but I'm, t- but I get to choose what we're talking about or I get to choose why everyone's looking at me. Yeah. I get to choose what we're talking about. What, uh, uh, the context of why, why like I'm being like viewed um, but also, and then, but then in like a, how do you transform that and just like total and, and make it into like a totally different narrative that has nothing to do with cancer, maybe, <laughs> or that has nothing to do. It's all that feel. It's all that feeling that's, that's still there, but it's like, either it goes into a fictional narrative or you twist it around to something, to th- something else and something sublime. Um, uh, uh, and, and for me, for whatever reason, survive, like cancer survival just is like for, yeah, again, for, I still don't know exactly why, but it just like, it just like follows, it follows me everywhere I go in everything that I do in my art making. And then not a way that like, I'm talking about literally, but like, I think it's that the way that I was in front of an audience, you know, it wasn't a literal audience there, but it was like other people and like being, being viewed like that. Uh, And it's a constant, like it's a constant, like back and forth struggle of trying to like transcend it or like change it or hurdle it. Like, hopefully I'm just going to jump, like get the fuck over it. but then if you did would that change the impetus for making the art yeah 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 i don't yeah i don't i know and that's probably like why it's not even and this is just cancer is one example but any kind of like trauma any kind of bad like heavy memory um you just want to like hold on to in order for it to be the 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 thing that you're able to make from you know but i don't i start to 
you have to question if that's, you have to question that unless you don't, I don't know. Maybe you just accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just do. (laughs) (laughs) That must be nice. The people who can do that, that sounds lovely. (laughs) Yeah, sure. that's the show thank you so much please please follow kurt so you can find out more information about chickadee dd when that crowdfunding campaign starts sign up for my newsletter hella immaculate join the patreon it's a good time i got a new playlist coming soon and that's all i've got i'll talk to you next week impossible you can do miracles Miracles, you can do them. Have faith, you are human, only human, and human beings they do miracles.